1: with Reed Wilkins is brought to
0: you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, Dallas up 18-0 on Tampa Bay with 27 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, They just showed uh, Dak prescott frustrated though on the sidelines here's why the uh, place kicker for the cowboys is former CFLer brett maher who has missed all three extra points after the touchdowns that's why it's 18 nothing after three touchdowns instead of 21 nothing or something else no they're not missing two-point converts they are missing the standard kick converts now from the 33 um And I just saw this posted on Twitter here. On extra points during the regular season, he was 50 out of 53. Maher missed three times. Tonight, he's 0 for 3. Missed all three. It probably won't matter because the Cowboys are in control of this game. 18-0 nearing the end of the second quarter. The Seattle Kraken finally lost a game. They'd won eight in a row. The Lightning beat them 4-1 this afternoon. Kraken here tomorrow to face the Oilers. 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chet Evander Kane close to returning. Uh, I guess we'll know tomorrow at the morning skate if he might be back. He has not played since November 8th. He's missed 31 games. Devils beat the Sharks 4-3 in a shootout. Avalanche over the wings, 6-3. Bruins take it to the Flyers, 6-0. Florida wins 4-1 in Buffalo. Late second period, Predators up 2-1 on the Flames. Blues up 2-1 on the Senators. In the third, Islanders lead the Capitals 3-2, Rangers knock off the Blue Jackets 3-1, Ducks and Penguins are in overtime, tied 3-3, and the Stars shut out Vegas 4-0. So that is the update there. All right, appreciate you tuning in. We're going to go to the Teed Hotline. Well, this is a treat. Curler Mark Kennedy is on the line. Mark, how are you doing? Hey, Reed, I'm good, Kyle. How are you doing? I am doing very well. It's a pleasure to have you on the program.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. Thanks
0: for having me. And, How's things? Uh, well, things are okay with me. I've been watching a lot of Oilers games and covering them, which I enjoy. And you've been curling a lot and winning a fair amount, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just started winning recently, actually. It's, it's a lot better than losing, I can tell you that much.
0: Uh, all right. So you, you won the Canadian Open over the weekend in Camrose but so how do you characterize the season prior to this weekend though like you're making it sound like it's been a bit of a struggle
2: uh, no i shouldn't say that we uh, well we started the season off with a big win in okotoks uh, we went 6-0 and as a team in our first event so um may have given ourselves a little uh, false sense of security thinking we were better than we really were uh hit a few bumps in the road along the way uh, and this is the i think our sixth or seventh event in uh, Camrose this weekend that we won uh, and it's only our second victory so we we had a couple of events there where we didn't qualify and we went 0-4 at a Grand Slam in Grand Prairie so we we had some bumps um, but uh, you know worked through it grew from it uh, made some changes and um, you know that was one of the reasons we put this team together is knowing that we were going to put the hard work in to continue to improve all the time and uh, so it was nice to see some of that come to fruition
0: this weekend. We really, uh, really put it all together and played great. All right, you beat Sweden's. Is it Nicholas Eden? Is that how you say it? I think it's Nicholas Edin. Edin. So, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. Yes, like C- right. like Cidine and Sundeen and Nicholas. Yeah, Edine. you got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean I'm just going to ask the real dumb sounding question, but you'll know where to take it from there. He's pretty good, eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicholas is pretty good. So he's the uh, he's the reigning Olympic champion uh, and the reigning world champion. I think he's a six-time world champion now. So uh, he's the number one team in the world to beat, and uh, we managed to to beat him up pretty good yesterday. Which is, you know, it's just a good test when you're playing those top teams to see where you're at. And we were able to control the game pretty well and. Um, you know, a lot of credit goes to Brandon Botcher. Uh, you know, he was a man on a mission yesterday. I think he made about four or five doubles to help us win that game. So uh, it was just, you know, for uh, for a new team, it was it was good to know you can compete with the best and and uh, beat the best. And so it gives us a lot of confidence now going into the uh, the bigger part of the season here with the Briar coming up and provincial playdowns at the River Cree. Um, so it puts us in a good spot. Reed.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this because you and I, I mean, we've been doing this about a decade now so we've we've been through other areas of your career some ups and downs more ups than downs thankfully but you've changed teams as well and and obviously you know now you're with botch this year when does a new team stop feeling like a new team you know what i mean oh good question we
2: we kind of refer to it as the honeymoon stage right you know, there, there's some teams out there that uh, have had a really good season, but they're just starting to struggle a bit because, you know, the honeymoon's over, uh, you know, now the real work begins. So I'd say we're close to that point. Um, I think you want to get through your first playdown season with a team. It's still going to feel like a new team for us, trying to win uh, the Alberta Colors and, and representing at the Briar. So I'd say you can get away with one full season feeling like a new team. Um And then you – you know, by that point, you you better have the foundation in place and the chemistry and the dynamics ready to go, uh, and then you can really start performing. Um, so for us, you know, and, and a lot of credit to Ben Heber too. He was kind of the uh, the mastermind of putting this team together. But you know, that was our plan. Let's let's uh, learn from each other this first year. Let's grow. Let's get all the support team in place um, so that in year two, three, and four we're ready to just go out and perform and get the best out of one another. And you know, we're starting to see those pieces fall into place, maybe even a little earlier than we had expected. Um, and that's a really good sign of, of things to come. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been lucky. I've played on a lot of great teams. Um, this one has a special feeling about it you know the chemistry is really good and um you know ben and i bring in a little bit of older wisdom um uh, but having two young guys like brett and brendan really just getting into their prime and does it ever uh, motivate older guys and get us excited to get to the rink every day so uh, it's a pretty special team building here and hopefully we can uh, build off the momentum from this past weekend
0: okay and you mentioned now having brendan boscher's your skip we've we've seen his his shot making on display for several years what, what have you being his teammate now as opposed to his opponent? Opponent, what have you learned about him, or has anything surprised you?
2: Ah, uh, it's a good question. He's a deadly card player. I didn't know that. He's <laughs> kicking my butt at cards almost every night. He's kicking all our butts. um He's uh he's got a real killer instinct in some of these big games, and you know, I've I've seen it as a competitor, but to be witness to it, you know. Uh, He's very calm. He's very cool. He's always very collected. He doesn't really get it, let his emotions get the best of him. But, you know, in those last couple of games here this weekend, it reminded me a little bit of the Kevin Martin days. Just, you know, he's not going to be denied. He's, he's going to make every shot no matter what it is, and he's going to do it with, uh, with a machine-like efficiency. And I think he's surprised me a little bit with, with what I've seen, and it, uh, it certainly gets me excited.
0: Mark Kennedy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's the third for Brendan Botcher's rink. They just won the Canadian Open yesterday in, uh, in Camrose. I want to circle back to that event because I saw a lot of uh, social media posts about people at, at the games and, and, and cheering rinks on, whether it was you guys or somebody else. Tell me about the vibe in that rink.
2: Oh, it was fantastic. We, we played a lot of big events in Camaros over the years. So that Encana Centre is a beautiful building. Uh, but yeah, a huge shout out to the people at Camrose and the volunteers. And I think it was one of the, the most well-attended slams um, that we've had in the past decade. So everyone came out Saturday night, had a terrific energy. Um, you know, Goshu was playing a Dean and we were playing the Italian team and our game came down to a measurement. Uh, so it gave the, uh, gave the crowd something to, to get a little bit excited about. And man, they were just absolutely fantastic. I, I look forward to the next time we get to go out to Camrose. It's a really good curling community out there and a lot of great people. And uh, yeah, I can tell you from my perspective, it's great to be back in Alberta.
0: All right, so Nicholas Adine, does is he full time on on the tour with everybody else or does he come over here for certain events?
2: Um yes. There are a few European teams that do spend the majority of their season in Canada playing, um, although they do have uh, a European tour as well. So there are quite a few events in Europe um, and um, yeah, but the majority of your, your, you know, your grand slam events, which we consider the toughest events to win, they're usually your top 16 teams in the world. Um, a lot of the European teams come over to play in those events now and, yeah, they're they're you know they're professional athletes. They're getting better and better all the time. So our Canadian model is. Uh... We're adjusting, we're adapting, and we're doing the best we can to try to compete with um, these incredible European teams.
0: Okay, so uh, we we know this. Everybody in Canada knows this, and I don't think I'm just being overly patriotic. I think there's plenty of evidence to back it up. Canada is the deepest curling country in the world. I mean, sometimes you see these briars, and it's like, oh, that guy's like a three-time world champion, and he f- yeah. finished ninth or something or missed the, misses the playoffs. What, what, who is the second deepest curling country in the world right now?
2: Like, is it Sweden just because of Nicholas? Well, you're always going to have, you know, Sweden and Scotland and Switzerland are always going to be very um, competitive, and they're always going to have quite a few teams. But for us right now, we're we're typically seeing the same uh, European teams at our events. You know, I, I think Switzerland at the moment is the deepest. They usually have three, sometimes three teams that compete in our Grand Slams. But, we, you know, we always see the same Swedish team, the same two Scottish teams, Um, So, but those would be your three that have the most depth. Uh, I think with, um, you know, the Japanese uh, women's team winning the grand slam yesterday, that's going to help things grow in Japan.
0: Um,
2: You're just seeing the game grow competitively all over the world. And and it's great
0: to see. Uh, Okay. Here, I'm going to throw this one at you. You In some sports. We talk about, you know, styles. Well, this, this team has a style, And maybe if we talk about, again, I'll reference international hockey, a Canadian style, a Swedish style, a Finnish style, are there different styles by country in in curling?
2: That's a good question. I I think a decade ago, yes. I think now, if you don't have all facets of the game, you have a really hard time competing at this level. Okay. So, you know, finesse... Uh, power whether it's sweeping or big weight hits you really need to have it all or you're, you're not competing so I'd say we're all all the countries are kind of learning from one another and and trying to improve the areas where we may not be as good as other countries um, but when you look at those top seven or eight teams in the world right now they're all pretty good at everything there's not a lot of room for uh, you know there's not a lot of weaknesses anymore
0: okay uh, when do you start the river cree for provincial uh, provincials
2: yeah men's provincial starts uh, i believe it's february 7th okay and that'll be uh, a chance to uh, represent alberta at the briar in london in march and that's going to be a great event you've got uh, kevin Cooley there and then you have a lot of uh, alberta teams that have had great seasons karsten surmay Aaron slushinsky a lot of guys that want to get to their first briar so it's going to be a highly competitive event and uh, we're looking forward to getting there and um, yeah, hopefully get a lot of Edmonton friends and family and fans out there to
0: watch, and it should be a great event. How, how many teams are in the provincials? Uh, there will be twelve teams. Twelve teams. All right. Yeah. So it's again, it's it's hard enough just to get into provincials in Alberta, and then and then to win it. Because I assume even in that twelve, there's going to be some teams that don't even get to play for their provincial title.
2: Y- yes, yes, you're right. It it is still hard to, to to compete for a provincial title in Alberta. That'll always be the case. You know, I. I Maybe 20 years ago, you might have had a lot more teams. You know, it might have been 60 or 70 teams competing, whereas now you probably have more like 20 or 30. Um, But these 12 teams are great, and it's going to be tough. Um, and uh, yeah hoping hoping we can get to that final on Sunday and uh, try to try to win some Alberta colors this is uh, Brett Gohan's very first Alberta provincial so we're looking forward to getting out there with him and and trying to win him a jacket
0: okay well Mark it's always awesome to have you on the show congratulations on the uh, the victory yesterday uh, you know botch has been on this show several times over the years as well so it's cool to see you guys working together but uh, yeah we wish you all the best I'm sure we'll be talking again and you're probably practicing or, or working working out tonight because I know you're in insane shape, so thanks for taking a break. To join no,
2: me. I'm at my daughter's swim practice because oh. this old body oh, this old body needs a couple days now, Reed, <laughs> I used to be able to get on the ice the next day. That's not the case but anymore. What are so. you?
0: you? You just hit 40,
2: didn't you? Yeah, 41 next month. So it's, well, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of years on the ice. It's a more about recovery now than anything, but hey, uh, but it's all good, pal.
0: All I know is a few years ago, they asked you to pose in a calendar in your gaunch, and you pulled it off. So uh, it's, it's amazing what Photoshop can do, eh? <laughs> Mark, this was a blast, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Reed. I appreciate the time. That Stay is there, uh, Mark Kennedy. He's the third for Brendan Boschers team. They, uh, they won the Canadian Open yesterday at camera. I, I absolutely love talking to Mark. He's been on this show. A lot over the years, very intelligent, always has great insight, and uh, one of the greatest curlers of all time. So uh, there you have it. He was on Inside Sports tonight, and now they get ready for the Provincials at the River Cree coming up in the first week of February. So that's something else we'll be talking about here on the show. It is uh, 748. You can reach out at 780-496-0063. The hotline is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Back in a couple of minutes, folks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton
1: Sports Leader 630
0: Chat. All right, they are just kicking off the second half. 18-0 Cowboys leading the Buccaneers in the final NFL playoff game of the weekend. If you missed it earlier, the Seattle Kraken have finally lost a game. They lost at home 4-1 to the Lightning. They are here tomorrow night to take on your Edmonton Oilers. 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Kellen.
1: Mm-hmm, uh, cleaning out our little text uh, box for the night here. We got a message from Noah, the good goalie, and he says maybe he's the bad goalie for you and Rob to decide, but he just wanted to pass on that he won his game last night. So there you go.
0: Oh, good stuff, Noah. What was your save percentage? Ah, there we go. Well, oh, I Noah called in the other day. Oh, he did, okay. Yes, uh, oh, I said something about, uh, I can't remember what I said, though He said something about goaltending anyway. Good stuff, Anyway, though. he won his game.
1: He just wanted to pass that on. Yes, I,
0: I wish I could remember every second of every show I've ever hosted, but unfortunately <laughs> I cannot. That would actually be creepy if I could. Yeah,
1: that he'd be Brian Hall at that it'd point. Be a, <laughs> be
0: some sort of a robot. Yeah, there you I'd go. be like Megan, that little uh, doll in the movie. I went and saw that last week.
1: Oh, the Skinnamarink or whatever? No, that's that? the oh.
0: one by the local guy. Yeah. Uh, May, the, movie, the name of the movie is Megan.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes, it's ah. about a robotic doll. Who is uh, tasked with befriending and protecting a uh, a little girl and she she takes that to, to, the extreme. The, to the extreme okay shall we say crazy it was okay okay cool hey. yes so. this Skinner rink Edmonton guy directed mm-hmm. it I believe he shot it in his his childhood house yeah
1: fifteen thousand dollars fifteen
0: thousand dollars and it's He's supposed bad. to be uh, quite uh, quite good. It's already, it's gen- it's already grossed
1: about $600,000 uh, around North America on its first weekend. So it's already, it's it's like a $15,000 investment and a $600,000 return. That's pretty good for a movie, definitely. Yeah, yeah crazy stuff. But uh, hey, there we go. Uh, Logan texts in and says Kyle that... Kyle Edward Ball, that's the director. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Has uh, he been on Chet yet? I am not sure. I'm not not on any of the shows I've done. We should get them on. Ooh, we should. Let's get on that. <laughs> uh Logan texts in and says, uh the NFL play by play sounds like Cam Moon on the radio, LOL.
0: Uh the the happy ones or the sad ones? Nah, <laughs> uh, you didn't specify, but there we go. <laughs> uh, probably the happy ones. Well I look, say. you you gotta you gotta know the the uh the general feeling of the fan base that you're calling the game to i mean what was the chargers guy gonna do get all excited about the jacksonville field goal
1: yeah i thought exactly, he handled right? it
0: quite well the play, uh, fire the cincinnati one guy uh, fire the cincinnati okay one i gotta guy. find it yeah. in the
1: pile here well, give me a second anyway yeah. you can hear
0: the color commentator a former B- bengals player mm-hmm. celebrating just leave me yep. up while Here we it's go. going. Yeah.
2: Third down and goal from the one Okay,
0: so that's Dan Horner. he sticks
2: the ball out. The yeah. Bengals have go, the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> oh, Sam God. Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Oh, yeah. The 10. The woo. 5. Touchdown. <laughs>
0: Bengals. I like the woo like at it. the end. happy little race. <laughs> nice. Every 10 yards. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh Dave I hope I'm saying it right Lampham I think, uh, I believe he was an old lineman with the Bengals, I, I think in the late 70s and early 80s. Okay. Uh, so he was uh, the color commentator there. Well, I mean, he's getting, he played for the team, right? So what's he going to do? Not be excited?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. If your team, that's like, it's, it's like here, if, they, uh, if the Elks do well here, they, I'm, I'm sure there's alumni members and that stuff that are f- celebrating and high-fiving as if yeah. they score a touchdown. That right? was a so.
0: crazy play. Crazy play. All right, do you have another one for me?
1: Yeah, one last one here from Vic. Uh, he says, Reed, they do have a play where can just lay down and not get touched it's called a safety that's from vic
0: that there there would be the play for me in football i'd take a long snap you'd be a safety specialist hopefully catch i'd be the safety specialist whenever a team in the cfl needed to concede a safety from deep in their own end (laughs) i'd be the safety specialist i'd have to catch the snap Yes, I could probably do that, or I could just get out of the way and let it go to bounds. But I want to handle the ball.
1: But then you got to remember to drop to one knee as soon as you catch that snap. Otherwise, it's a, it's well, a fair catch
0: situation. I think then. I that's could handle ugly, a two-step so. process, Kellen. <laughs> it's not like I gotta. It's a it's catch kneel down. I think I, I I bet you I'd get good enough at it. I could start kneeling down while catching the ball. Ah, there That's you go.
1: A, that's how confident I am in my abilities. Or maybe you know you start to play <laughs> Play kneeling, and they snap it to you while you're kneeling. Is that
0: that's the- also good, but then I'd be a little less mobile if it wasn't a 100% accurate snap. But that's an interesting variation. So there you go. There you go. Thank you, Vic. I could be a safety specialist, and I could get involved in football. Just I'll update a couple of scores here, uh, here for you. Predators lead the Flames 2-1. That is after two. The Penguins beat the Ducks 4-3 in overtime. And as I mentioned, Seattle lost earlier today. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name is Reed. Thanks for listening.